Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Night Football. It has finished. Uh, Southampton won, Liverpool nil. Uh, the match reaction show for that game, and what a game! What a game we've seen. And I think this is this is one of those genuine upset results uh, that that we talk about uh, in the Premier League. I mean, there have been a few upsets uh, regarding Liverpool for the last few games, but this one, I think, is one of those that you didn't really see coming. And uh, I mean, what scenes at the end, isn't it? I mean, we see Rafa Sutundal is crying. Uh, it's uh, the emotions flowing. I, I don't know the backstory there. Maybe him and Klopp are really good friends, or maybe Klopp is someone who he looks up to, and then finally being able to get the better of him must be really, really special. I don't know the backstory, but somebody could tell that in the comment section. But he, 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 was, emo- he was overcome with emotion at that win. It was a wonderful win for Southampton as well. As now uh, for Liverpool, it is uh, three uh, games that they have not won, uh, winless in three games. They drew with West Brom, they drew with Newcastle. They lost to Southampton today. I tell you what, let's say it's 7 0 Crystal Palace. I think Liverpool fans would probably be thinking, you know what, maybe maybe one goal or two goals would have been enough there. And then the remaining five goals, if we could have scored those in the next uh, three games, we would have had, uh, you know, we could have had the three wins, we could have had four wins instead of just the one out of four. But I mean, sometimes that's how that's how football plays out. But uh, there's a lot to discuss. And I think the first, first step to discuss, I think, was, was the team sheet. And uh, we often talk about managers sending out messages. This might have been Klopp sending out a message to the transfer board saying, I'm picking Jordan Henderson and Fabinho in the side. I'm not. I'm picking two central, two, two defensive midfielders, essentially. So Jordan Henderson sometimes plays as, as a central midfielder, but two midfielders, two defensive midfielders as my centre-backs. Get me a centre-back. That might have been the message that he might have been trying to convey. Maybe, maybe, there's a, there's maybe the fact that he doesn't trust Nat Phillips or Reese Williams could have played a part as well. He doesn't have any defenders. But I think as far as messages go, and I don't usually subscribe to those conspiracy theories, but if, if this was indeed uh, the reason, then that was the reason that he picked those and that he's trying to send a message. Maybe some people would say that. Um, and it backfired. It backfired today because it's cost him three points in a game where, um, I mean, actually, you know what? It, it hasn't really backfired because I don't think the defense did too badly in the end. I think they did okay. I think I, that goal that came wasn't a fault of the two centers, but uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it, where you send, where you, where you, where you kind of have a vision of how the game's gonna go, and maybe it didn't go according to plan for Liverpool. The, the, the first goal that came, and I mean, we have to talk about Danny Ings. I mean, he was a player who I myself, I thought that you know, he's going to Southampton. This is probably you know the, the sort of the, the winding down of his career. It's not worked out for him at Liverpool. It didn't work out for him, uh, you know, because of injuries. The fact that the team is always constantly in transition when he came in. Um, he looked, he looked. The part in the games that he played, but he played so few games. But now he's at Southampton. He doesn't have to play two, three times a week. He can play one game a week. Sometimes you get two weeks off because Southampton don't go too far in the cup competitions. They don't generally get into Europe. He's having the time of his life. I think credit to him for revitalizing his career, not looking at this as a as a step down, but actually as an opportunity to prove himself. I think credit to Hasanutal as well for re- for revitalizing him, giving him that confidence, that platform to to come to come through. And to prove himself, and I think he's done exceptionally well over the last, uh, I would say, in the 12 months, 18 months. I think he's done, he's done really well. And that goal, I mean, the goal that he scored today was absolutely sublime. And it had to be sublime because to score from that angle against a goalkeeper of Allison's caliber, it had to be something special. It was something special. I don't think Allison, Allison, there's the only reason why Allison didn't get to it because it was so perfectly placed in that far corner. Uh, you know, there's no goalkeeper in the world's getting to that. It had to be that level of quality and what, what a finish. But uh, that goal was an error free. That there was an error from uh, Alexander Arnold, and very similar to what we saw from Conor Cody, where Conor Cody was trying to chest it down. Uh, you know, in the Wolves against Liverpool game, where he's trying to chest it down, and he, inadvertently, what he does, he just plays it into the path of Mane. 
I think this is kind of similar to what happened where he chested he, he it down. Uh, you know, he tried to chest it down. I think it was as simple because I think Cody chested it, but, uh, uh, you know, he misjudged the flight of the ball. I think Alexander Arnold completely missed the ball. So he was trying to chest it, but it wasn't even close. And it just hit him and goes through uh, and he scores. But, I mean, Alexander Arnold was at fault for that goal. And the one thing we've been keeping on saying about Alexander Arnold is that he's probably the best right back in, in England at the moment. He probably is. There's an argument, of, you know, depending on what qualities you prefer in the right back, uh, you might make a case for someone else. But objectively speaking, you would say Alexander Arnold is the best right back in England. But the def- deficiency in this game is the defensive side. It's, it's always been a liability. It's been a liability this season. It's been a liability in previous seasons as well. But they, Liverpool have got so much defensive strength that they can cover for that, which they don't have this season. They don't have Van Dijk. They don't have Gomez. They don't have Matip. They don't, you know, um, you know the, all these players that are missing. So he's been a little bit exposed, not just in this game, but even in previous games. He's been a little bit exposed in that right back position. And today, I think, again, he was a bit exposed. Um, and, you know, and, and so if he's not providing that defensive contribution, uh, you know, the, the, what it does is his, his lack of defensive contribution is more than made up for with his offensive contribution because he gets goals, he gets assists, he scores from free kicks, he does all kinds of things. So you kind of ignore that. You say, you know, that's just something that you're living with and you're, and you're trying to make the best of that situation because, you know, even if he concedes two or three goal-scoring chances in a game, he is going to get you five, six, seven goal-scoring chances in a game as well. So you cannot take the good with the bad. But today, um, I thought he, had his, he was very poor today. He gave away that goal. And then 38 times he lost the ball today. 38 times. That's that's a record in some ways, isn't it? For, for, and for a right back to do that, that's that's absolutely a criminal. And some of those, of course, are crosses that don't hit the mark. You expect uh, that to happen with the player of that with that uh, sort of game. But 38 times is still a lot. And I think you could see it on his face. Klopp took him off, and, and you could see he was disappointed. He was really really upset. Um, and, and you know you could visibly see it on his face. But uh, I mean that you know he, I, I mean that was a big part of, of why Liverpool lost the game is because a Alexander Arnold made the mistake on defense and then he wasn't really providing that offensive thrust that you generally expect from him and maybe he's still recovering from that injury uh, maybe there's still some lingering issues there but that needs to be sorted. The other problem today and this is something obviously with Liverpool they've had lots of injuries and you know and that's something you are going to have to see that yes they are decimated with injuries they've had problems. The one thing you always notice about Liverpool is that they never ever slack off intensity-wise. No matter who plays, it could be you know a youngster playing for, you know, for the last 10 minutes of a game, it could be an experienced player, everybody's on it, everybody's running hard, they're passing well, you know, they've, they've caught the run, you know, really um, you know, as soon as the ball comes, they're on it in a flash, they're moving to defense attack in a flash. Everything is played at, you know, amped up to you know, maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty. Um, and, you know, they're going for first for first balls. They, they somehow lose the ball the first time. They go for second balls, then go for third balls, fourth balls. They keep making you, you know, forcing you into mistakes. Today, we didn't see that. You know, there's slight drop in intensity. I think it's probably 10, you know, there's maybe the fixture schedule got them a little bit. Maybe. Maybe it was the, uh, you know, the fact that there were so many injuries that they've had to use so many players over such a long period of time. Maybe there was a bit of lethargy creeping in. Not sure what the situation was, but today, they, they were just, they were, they were off it. And there were moments when they were on it, the moments when they were, you know, pressing Southampton, they were winning the ball, and you could see what Liverpool were trying to do. And, and they had Southampton in trouble, but those moments were so few and far between when you compare with the general Liverpool intensity. I think that, that was a key, key problem today. And that's something that Klopp will need to address is the fact that that intensity was dropping. Because you can expect people having bad days, but when that intensity drops, what it does is it allows opposition teams to kind of take a breather, kind of, you know, set themselves a little bit, wait for the next attack to come. It also allows them to open Liverpool up a little bit more because, you know, they have more time on the ball because Liverpool plays such a ridiculously high line. If they don't if they don't keep that intensity up, they'll be caught, they can get caught out, which they were two or three times today. 
they were almost got out. And I mean, Valerie, if his shot was a little bit more powerful, he would have had a goal um, as well. There, then that was probably because of, of a bit of slackening of the intensity, especially in the last 10, 15 minutes. It just looked off it, and that's something that will be then need to be fixed. Um, but you know, but it's a disappointing defeat. I think mean, no way to is about it was a disappointing defeat. Just one shot on target. I mean, two if you want to count the Firmino, the, the fact they hit him and then it went towards uh, Fraser Foster. So maybe two, one, whichever one. But none of ninth of them were serious chances, and that's that is another problem. And and, and there's no excuses for the offense because they had their top three first choice attackers starting today. They might have been tired. That's possible. But they still had them on the pitch. Um, you know, they still had Thiago on the pitch. They had Vinaldum. Um, yes, they had they had offensively they had players that that you know can hurt you. So you know the fact that they didn't score a goal and didn't even create a clear cut chances, I think it's a little bit of a concern for, for Klopp. It's a bit it's a first a credit to Southampton's defense for the way they handled uh, Liverpool, and maybe that is a blueprint for other teams as well to follow. I've been saying it all the time. If you try to park the bus and hope that you know for the best, you're going to lose games. You're not going to win them. What you've got to do is you've got to unsettle Liverpool in those opening 20, 30, 40 minutes. You've got to unsettle them and try and get a goal. And then keep up that pressure where you're not letting Liverpool just have their way in, you know, in terms of finding passes and putting crosses. And you've got to be at it um, and force Liverpool back because that's the only way Liverpool are going to be able to be threatened. Otherwise, it's just a simple uh, game, you know, of passing around and then waiting. Otherwise, you need a you need a world class goalkeeper, the goalkeeping performance like Dallo put in uh, to get away with the point or something. But usually, usually that this works where you know you can kind of get through Liverpool. So that was it. that was uh, an observation as well that uh, today I thought Liverpool. Uh, Southampton, sorry, had a clear game plan and they can they did the analysis and then exactly what they wanted to do and they executed it perfectly and that that was important. Um, in terms of what this means for the future games, I think because that's what we have to look forward to uh, in terms of future games. I think one of the things that's clear now is that Liverpool, this result is good news in in some sense for Manchester City. I think Manchester City will probably be the big winners from this result. One uh, because now when you know the next game Liverpool are going to play is against Manchester United. Who could now be top? Who could now be top of the table if they beat Burnley before they go to Anfield? They're going to play Burnley, and they beat them, they'll be top of the table. <laughs> Something isn't it? United fans will think about it when you think about how the season started. Uh, I, I don't know what will happen in that game. But by the time they play Liverpool, Liverpool might very well sign another centre half. Uh, you know, so that's something that that will be there. They might sign the centre half. They're going to have just one game now uh, for the next two weeks, and uh, you could, I'm, I'm pretty sure at this point the club is going to rest. His entire first eleven, and then probably even a few players that he expects to play against United. He's going to rest. I wouldn't be surprised if it's an academy side that plays against Aston Villa. Maybe one or two players that are out in the cold. Maybe the likes of Shakiri, Origi. Maybe they might start, but I think the majority of the team is going to be is going to be academy academy kids. And the reason for that is because against Midtjylland, he started Diogo Jota, who's nominally nominally a fourth choice striker. He's not. Uh, he's not. You know, if the top the front three are fit, then they start. And Jota is kind of like a substitute. So he's trying to start him to give him that game time and then he got injured and he went off. And now they've been struggling because they don't have anyone to place him with. So I think in this game, he's not going to take the risk of playing any of his subs as well. He's probably going to rest most of his first team players. He's going to keep them all wrapped up. And then you don't, you're not playing, you're not playing as Aston Villa. not going to take the risk. I think he's going to play academy players. He might just throw that game. Uh, you know, whatever happens in that game, I think that's that's what's gonna that's what that's the way he's gonna go out. So Liverpool, in effect, are gonna have a two weeks rest. United in that same period are gonna to have to play uh three games before they play. They've got to play City. They're going to play Watford and then they've got to play Burnley. You might expect a few changes for Watford, but I think City and Burnley are big enough games that they probably won't take too many chances with those ones. So Liverpool will be well-rested. United are going to be fatigued. And then if United lose to Liverpool, that opens it up for City because City are just one point off of United. And they win both their games in hand. They'll be, you know, they'll then if United lose to Liverpool, they will then go above them. So I think City are the big winners in this because um, 
from that perspective because a, it's going to force liverpool into action it's going to make that united that united game that much more tougher and those are the two teams directly above about city so i think united will, city will feel i mean if you if you count with the games at hand and some those two other teams that are probably directly above city I and mean, obviously city a bit lower because they haven't played as many games yet uh, but i think i think i think this will suit city um, i think as far as liverpool i fully expect a reaction uh, against uh, united now I, i i think they will go i think this will hasten the need for a center half i don't know if the center half deal will be completed by the time they play united by the time they play the next premier league game but this will hasten the deal i think if there was any doubts about it they're going to be saying you know what we need a center half we need to get someone in um maybe alaba i don't know they, they might just accelerate the deal for alaba now uh, they might just look for somebody else i don't know who i don't know what's in halves out there that liverpool are looking at to be honest i don't know but they're going to look for someone they need to find get someone in but uh, it does set up an intriguing clash i think i think it's all set up for a liverpool 3-0 win over manchester united at anfield i think that's just coming that's coming you know that's coming you know that's happening uh, at this point just the way the liverpool are kind of toying with all of our emotions but before that there's a lot more games uh, to come before that for the other teams so uh, still a bit of football before we get there who knows what's going to happen but uh, i mean or the other positive i think for liverpool the only positive is the fact that thiago did complete 90 minutes today and i think that's good for him in terms of getting up to full speed i don't think he was at his full best, at his best today i don't think he had his, he had a good game um, and i don't think he was at his best fitness wise either so i think those things can only be ex- help now with but him playing 90 minutes i think he'll probably feel a lot more uh comfortable uh when he comes back out again next time on because you feel you know he's got 90 minutes under his legs and so that's that's probably a positive that's one of the few positives that probably liverpool can take but i mean in terms of uh in terms of title race there'll still be a lot of people who probably be now thinking are liverpool uh in danger of dropping out i don't think so i think liverpool probably are still the favorites for me to win the premier league title it's, it's you know again it's it's about consistency and you know i i city are probably now the closest challengers to liverpool the way that they're playing they look balanced they look good now So maybe City can sneak in and get away with it a little bit. They can kind of build if they can keep winning, then keep that form going. They might just be able to uh, establish uh, a, a lead. Uh, there's still those two games in hand, and that's the thing. If they played those two games in one, both of them, they would be sort of in that position to then start, you know, getting away from Liverpool and from Manchester United. So that's kind of the issue right now. But I just feel like yeah, like City may are probably the closer challenge, but I, I still feel Liverpool are the favourites at this point. uh doing the premier league even despite this result i think it's just a matter of fine tuning a few things tweaking a few things and then they'll be back in it but we shall see what happens we don't know yet uh but it does set up an intriguing month of premier league football to come and we're going to see what happens but you know there's, there's a lot a lot of football to be played just yet in the league before we can make any predictions but thank you for watching uh please smash a like if you enjoyed this video and and if you uh are not a liverpool fan and enjoyed liverpool losing smash a like uh and you know send me send me your comments what do you think about the premier league race what do you think um is gonna ha- is you know what what can liverpool do to arrest this uh, mini slump that they and what do you think they should do uh and i'd love to hear your comments and your opinions on that as well and of course uh, subscribe to the channel if you're new uh appreciate the support appreciate the the help and uh, we'll continue producing these kind of videos for you all right take care have a good day or night whatever time you're watching this and i'll see you again very very soon bye bye